everybody, Colin Hayes here. I don't care if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever day of the week it is. Hope you guys are having a great day and a great week, and let's get it started. This week's episode is an interview with Joshua Metcalf. I hope you guys enjoy. Can you just go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, I know from your books, I read a couple of them and I love them, but can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of what inspired you to begin and continue to do what you do? Well, really what happened for me was I had an experience at Duke playing soccer where I went from being the last pick on the team to finishing second in points uh, on a team that was the number one team in the country with 15 future pros, and I had been struggling so much, so I started working with our sports psychologist, and then I just realized, wow, you know, this is crazy what uh, is out there, and why didn't I get access to this whenever I was growing up? Why is this being taught in elementary schools? Why is this being taught in middle schools? And um, and why isn't this being taught to, you know, in in places where uh, kids aren't, um, you know, just, just learning this stuff? So, that's really what, what started the, the journey and what continues to inspire me today. Awesome. Did you, I know in your book, um, Burn Your Goals, and the other books, you kind of talk about it, but what hurdles did you personally face and how did you overcome them? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a, a lot of different hurdles. Um, you know, whenever I was a kid, I, I lost my baby brother. Uh, he drowned. Um, I lost two coaches to prison. I lost my father whenever I was 23. Um, so I had a lot of those types of challenges. And then uh, sometimes the, the pain and the trauma that's associated with that then creates its own challenges. So I've kind of for a long time been that, uh, that kid that gets himself into a, some very interesting situations, hard situations. So whether it's in self-inflicted challenges or challenges just from uh, being willing to do things a different way. Um, I've definitely faced uh, quite a few challenges in my life. and um, You know, just kind of like some of the stuff that we lay out in, in our books, you know, really focus on um, trusting that, that God has a bigger plan and um, that he's going to guide and direct my path as long as I trust in him with all my heart and lean out on my own understanding and in all my ways acknowledge him and so trust him with what's uh, outside of my control and then just try and do a good job of being faithful with what is inside of my control. Mm-hmm. And I know in one of your books you talk about, or I guess on, even on your website you have where you moved out and you lived in a closet and you just kept reading books and whatnot. And that, that choice that you made there, was that before that happened, was that an obvious choice? Like I, you rolled out of bed one day and was like, I'm going to go do this? Or was there a... Um, events that just kept going on that you're like, this is something I should do? Or was it, like I said, something that just woke up one day and did? Well, yeah, I mean, I my, my journey was a little unique. So from Duke, I, I moved, you know, into a homeless shelter downtown Los Angeles to start serving there. And then from the homeless shelter, after six months of living there, I moved into the closet of a gym. And I started my organization in the closet of a gym. And I was, uh, you know, working and living from there for nine months. And then it was after that that I actually moved back in with my mom. My mom moved out to California uh, after she came and stayed with me in the closet of the gym. She was like, you know, I think I'm going to get an apartment. And, um, and so I was able to move in with her. And uh, when, when that happened, it kind of freed me up uh, a little bit to be able to, to really study and, and study like I was in medical school. 
but for for something that I didn't even really know it was coming, I just knew that if I wanted to do what I wanted to do at the level that I wanted to do it at, that I was going to need to know, you know, mental training, leadership, life skills, CBT, kind of inside and out, backwards and forwards, to the point where um, people would say, yeah, he may not have a degree, but he's one of the best in the world at what he does, and yeah, so I started studying and reading for like 12 to 15 hours a day. Nobody was telling me what to read. Um, it was just uh, a realization that that if I wanted to, to do it, that that's what I was going to need to do. And I had a guy who came into my life who asked me, you know, what did you do with all your time? And as I justified what I did with my time and he bought it, um, that question never left me. And it kind of haunted me for a few days. And, you know, John Wooden said that the softest pillow is a clear conscience and at night, my, my pillow felt like a hard, crusty rock as that question just kept banging around in my head of what do you do with all your time, what do you do with all your time, and, and I realized that I had these big dreams, but the way that I used my time didn't necessarily reflect the size of my dreams. I understood sacrifice and intentional sacrifice. I didn't lead, need to live in a homeless shelter. I didn't need to live in the closet of a gym, but I knew that in order to become the type of person I wanted to become, I was going to need to, um, to, to make intentional sacrifices, but I still didn't quite understand how to be, you know, really deliberate and intentional with my 86,400 seconds every single day, considering that, you know, every person on earth, all they get is 86,400 seconds, so a great determining factor of whether we're going to fulfill our potential or whether we're going to not come close to fulfilling our potential is how we use our time, what are we willing to sacrifice, you know, lots of people set goals, but not very many people uh, are actually really deliberate about what they do inside of their, their day and what they don't do and what they're willing to commit to doing. Um, and I just think goals are kind of like a wish list instead of like, I'm not interested in goals, I'm interested in what are you willing to commit to doing, what are you willing to commit to sacrificing inside of your 24 hours a day, since that's the only resource that's the exact same for everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and to go on from that is, in one of your books, you do say, that, uh, and Burn Your Goals actually, you say, rather than having a goal, live by a mission, right? And what my question to you is then is, what is your mission in your life? And how has that mission changed the course of your life? Yeah, so, you know, I think when I first started out, my mission was love people, serve people, provide value. And I, I lived that for six or seven years. I think it shifted in the last couple of years. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple that I think are near and dear to my heart. One is to become loved so that everywhere I go, people will want what I have. Um, and two is to be able to live my life in a way that I could get diagnosed with terminal cancer and not change the thing about the way that I live. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, having my dad, uh, my dad grew up in a trailer park. He had a duct tape his trailer together and he became one of the most successful eye surgeons in Oklahoma. Yet when he got diagnosed with terminal cancer, it radically changed his life. And I made a commitment at 21 that I didn't want to wait until I had terminal cancer to, uh, to, to change my life. And so, um, but I think as I, you know, I've gotten to a, an interesting place in my life over the last couple of years where I've finally stopped worrying about, you know, becoming successful and making money and things like that. Like, never really focused on, on the money aspect, but just both of those kind of things. Uh, all of a sudden, I just have this really weird piece that I'm going to I'm gonna be just fine no matter what. And so as, as that's kind of taken place, it's allowed me to, to shift away and kind of, uh, in this new season of my life, really focus on 
some stuff that I think is, is equally as important. Um, but that's, that has a lot more to do with relationships and, and people and building community and, and stuff that for, for five or six years, I, I didn't, that was not my focus at all. My focus was love people, serve people, provide value. And so I was, I was working a ton. I was hustling a ton and, and building our brand um, and the influence that we have today. And, um, and today I'm in a, in a very fortunate spot where we've created enough um, tools and resources, books, and, you know, all sorts of stuff that, um, that our content is reaching, you know, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's allowed me to uh, have a little bit more freedom to focus on some other things that I think are going to be um, pretty close to as equally important on my deathbed. Gotcha. That's awesome. And do you, I know I've read a lot of books after your, uh, the burn your goals, you know, at the end, they challenge you to read a bunch of books, you know, and read so many books. And one of the books I read recently was talking about positive habits and performing them every day. And those can kind of lead you towards the right direction or towards you, towards where you want to go. So is there any positive habits in your life that you perform every day that lead you to where you are or will lead you to where you want to go? Well, I'll indirectly answer your question. So, um, I, I think we should be really careful with the word positive, um, you know, if we're if somebody's on a on a a busy highway and there's a semi truck coming at them 90 miles an hour and they have the choice of being in a potato sack with a positive thinker or a beneficial and constructive thinker, um, most people are going to choose beneficial and constructive every single day. And so I think that there's something deeper than positive, and that word gets thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't actually use it, and I, I think that we need to um, be really uh, careful with it because people that are already positive, um, they they love it. But people that aren't positive, when they hear that word, it kind of makes them want to throw up or punch somebody mm-hmm. in the face. And so in order to be able to communicate effectively with the most amount of people, um, I've never met somebody that can argue with beneficial and constructive. But when it comes to habits, um, there's not a ton of stuff that I do every single day. I mean, most days I'm going to drink doctor's orders from uh, Whole Foods, uh, cold-pressed juice, and I'm going to eat a certain type of bread and almond butter and, and jelly. And that's about the only thing that's the most consistent in, in my life. Um, you know, there are other things that I do frequently, um, you know, gratefulness, prayer, and meditation, and to start my day in the shower is one of the things that I found is very helpful for me. Um, you know, reading for 15, 20, 30 minutes a day is very helpful for me. But it's one thing that I, I don't uh, always tell people to do what I do because my life tends to operate more in, in long uh, runs or sprints. So there's, there's, there's weeks or months where I might read, you know, two or three books a week for a, a period of time. Um, and then I may not read a book for a month. Um, you know, it's just it's just different. And so I tend to do really kind of deep dives into into things. And that's kind of more the way the rhythm of my life works. And I don't have a day that looks the same as another day. Uh, being uh, not only uh, a person that operates in entrepreneurship, but also a person that has a lot of financial flexibility. Um, and not a ton of uh, time requirement. So not any day of mine looks the same. 
And so, again, really what I'm focusing on is more of that, that overarching vision of, you know, becoming loved so that everywhere I go, people will want what I have and, you know, live my life in a way that if I, you know, get diagnosed with terminal cancer, um, I wouldn't change anything about what I'm doing to where if somebody came and said, you know, hey, Joshua, um, you have three months to live right now while we're on this phone call or while I'm giving this speaking engagement or while I'm doing whatever it is that I'm doing. I hope that I'm uh, at a place where I can say thank you, but can you let me get back to what I'm doing because I'm already living that way. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, um, I don't worry so much about the, the, the small habits. I know that they're really important, um, but it's just, it's not, it's not super the, the rhythm of my, of my life. Gotcha. Well, I just want to say I have a couple questions left, but it is, I guess, when you started talking about the, you know, when people hear positive, you know, positive self-talk and positive. Some people, when you when you say it, that if they if they aren't positive and they see the positive, they kind of scare away from it. So that's something I'll change what I do because I learning from you. That's something that beneficial habits or beneficial things. Um, my beneficial next beneficial and constructive. Yeah, beneficial and constructive. And then my next, I have two more questions. Um, this one is, I, lear- I learned this one from Lewis Howes. I love his podcast. And so if, if everything you had ever written, all your books were destroyed, all your speaking engagement videos, all everything was destroyed, what three things would you say hold true to life? Like if someone came up to you and said, never heard of you or anything, and they said, give me three things, what would you say? Three things about what exactly? Uh, like to success or three things that you know that can help you live a better life? Um, I'd probably just give them a few quotes. And One is that our greatest fear should not be a failure. Our greatest fear should be of succeeding at things in life that don't really matter. Um, that's by C.S. No, that's by Francis Chan. Um, then a C.S. Lewis quote, when we put first things first, second things aren't suppressed, they increase. And then a quote from Mother Teresa that said, be faithful in the small things for it's in them where your strength lies. And if you can, if you can do those three things, then there's a lot of, a lot of cool stuff that's going to come in your life. That's awesome. Well, last question is, it's up to you. Uh, it's, the floor is yours. If you have anything to say, you're like any last lasting last sayings or whatever you want to say, it's up to you. No, I appreciate you having me on here and yeah. appreciate the questions. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and I'll, That's I'll put, all I got. I just want to say thank you, Joshua, for coming on. You can find him on Twitter at Joshua Medcalf or on his website at t2bc.com. Train to be clutch, guys. As always, get ready for a new life filled with a better you. Thank you.